This is Andy Brownell with Gorilla Glue at the Woodworking in America conference, and you are listening to the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the 22nd edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association online discussion about all things woodworking. I'm Tom Iovino of Tom'sWorkbench.com, and I'll be your host for this program. Joining me today from Hotlanta, Georgia, the birthday boy himself today. Now, just remember, today it's birthday boy Chris Atkins from High Rock Woodworking. Chris, welcome, and a joyous return of your natal anniversary. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. It's, and I've actually changed. It's not my birthday. I'm referring to it now as blow up my Facebook page day. Yeah, you get a few birthday <laughs> yeah. greetings from friends out there. You know, I, I'm day. just not a big, I don't even use Facebook that much, but yeah, it goes crazy on today. And, even, and Twitter, you know, we're I'm kind of more of a Twitter follower. but uh, You're a twit. They say that about you. I'm a I'm a twit. I'm a twit. But uh, no, good day. Great. I hope you don't eat too much cake. Okay. No, and I was just. I was just thank goodness that I did not get a princess cake today. With all my girls, they uh, they're they're big into princesses, and I really thought I was going to get a princess cake. I thought for sure you would have appreciated. That. I didn't. I didn't make it. I didn't get the princess cake though. Man, I'll tell you, that's how high you rate. Okay. I guess. <laughs> and from beautiful Long Island, New York. Yes, folks, that's how it's pronounced. Long Island. It's Diami Palaki of the PenultimateWoodshop.com. Diami, today's not your birthday, is it? It is not my birthday. So did your Facebook but blow it, up? I'd have to have a Facebook for it to blow up. Oh, but if it was my point. birthday, I might be as old as this guy, so I'm glad it wasn't my birthday. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That makes me Ooh, the elder statesman of the group. I forgot. Yes, I am the elder statesman of the group. Thank you very much. So, right. hey, it does look like the gang's all here. And now, for this month... Here's what's going on. All right. Let's talk about some future project descriptions and current project descriptions. Can I go first? Ooh, ooh. Can I go first? Go, could Tom. You please? Okay. With a topic right. like that, how could you not go first? Check it out, baby. This is a bandsaw box. The idea came from the drunken woodworker. He doesn't drink before he goes in the shop, folks. And it's a, it's a bandsaw box that's made out of, if you can believe it, and um, of course you poor folks listening, you can't see this, but actually stacked sheets of plywood with the ends showing as a design element. It really looks cool. Um, it's faced on both sides with a little bit of leopard wood, and it's kind of open at this front end here, so you can slide the drawer in and out. I have to put a handle on here. Um, but this is a project I'm building for an art contest that they have every year at my office. And, um, and, you know, the first prize, I mean, it's pretty decent stuff. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. It'll be nice to get that project done. I have to have it done by Monday. And if it doesn't go on a Monday, it's too late. Is it just a handle and finish left to do? Just a handle, finish, and sanding. That's all it is. So, But it's not much more. I think you get that done by Monday. I hope so. If not, then I really need to check my priorities. Okay. You got it, Tom. You got okay, it, man. Now, what, now what, what's, this I hear about, what's this I hear about Pinewood Derby season coming up? What, anybody know anything about this? It's. Yeah, it's upon us. I, uh, I've i been roped into helping to run it with our packs, so next yes. uh, two Saturdays from now, we have our derby races, so this weekend we will be building cars and cars and cars. Nice. Um, nice. I've, I've got a, uh, a friend of my wife's coming over so we can help build their cars also, and so I'm going to spend Friday night actually 
setting up my banto again so it works so I can cut some cars out. You know, I had a one of my coworkers' sons was into scouts, and he uh, they 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 decided to come over and uh, check out Uncle Tom's shop um, to uh, to to see how they could build their their they they walked out with a heck of a car. That's all I got to say. Um, you know, letting them use the hand stuff and all that stuff and cutting the big parts out on the bandsaw. It really made that car stand out. And actually, he did pretty well in the races, although, you know, it was probably the really, really bad cutting that I did that held the poor kid back. But he's forgiven me. And I knew that day would happen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else? What's you going on? going on in the shop, Chris? Um, I do. I think last episode I talked about how I was – I was supposed to be building my daughter a table for her dollhouse, and uh, yeah, I got a little carried away. How it, big is uh, this table for the dollhouse? It's um, 40, 42 inches long. It's uh, 18 inches wide and 16 inches tall. Um, what kind of dolls are we talking about? How big is this well, house? It's a, it, it's a dollhouse. I mean, it just fits the thing, but what happened was I had a a pretty nice piece of white oak that, that I was using for a writing desk, um, I don't know, a year or two ago. It just didn't work out for the writing desk, so I just kind of threw it in the corner. And mm-hmm. so I thought, well, it's a good time to use that. And so I had some more pieces, and just next thing I know, I, I you know, it, it turned out pretty nice. I mean, it's got some, it you know, turned out great. basically three-inch square legs, and then I moored some tendon, all my rails into it, and then put some panels in the center. It's, well, but but here's my but here's my thought. So I started making the thing, and and I'm like, okay, I can just make this, you know, halfway dollhouse thing. But then I started making it, and I'm like, well, you know, she can use it later on. It's kind of like a little dressing bench. So I made it 16 inches to make it a, a good seat height, and uh, you know, she can throw her shoes and stuff under it. And I mean, she can what, she can use it for a long time. I mean, white oak, mortise and tenon. What is this like a duck and cover table? What's going on? Well, it, I would bring it in here and show you, but it's probably about 150 pounds. So uh, <laughs> I figured you <laughs> can leave it in the shop. But uh, no, actually, Uh-oh. but 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 it was. You know what? It's it's one of these one of these projects that I love doing this kind of stuff. Though it's where I I started out. Um, I started out that morning with just completely just a general idea of what I wanted to do and just started, you know, designing and playing, cutting. And, um, by the end of that night I had the thing glued up and it was, it was ready. So, um, I just, I've got to finish, you know, clean it up a little bit and put a finish on it. But other than that, it's pretty much ready. By the end of the day, you're, you know, you're, you're displaying it over at uh, Thomas Moser's gallery and ready to be sold for like 1500 bucks. Yeah, just, well, it was, it's a whole uh, thing I did for the daughter. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Well, it was about eleven, probably eleven thirty at night, and the wife's coming out, and she's like, um, "You realize what this is for?" <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I'm day, almost right? done. <laughs> it's it's <Yeah>. this close. <laughs> I, I would I would put a picture up, but I don't even know. I stuck a picture on here, but you can go to my site and there's a picture. Yeah, well, well, we'll take we'll take a PC at it. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, now that we've talked about what's on our benches, and there's a big mess on my bench I've got to clean up, a lot of sanding. Um, the things we also have to talk about are what's out there on the web that's piquing our interest. And, and I've got to start off with a little, little selfish plug. Um, over uh, last month in December, I was sworn in or sworn out at the same time, but I was sworn in as the uh, St. Petersburg Woodcrafters Guild vice president, which means that I am now the external affairs officer for the local woodworking guild. And we had to update some things. There was no Facebook page. There was no Twitter presence. 
and uh, the website looked like it really needed an update. So uh, what we did was, uh, in the past couple of weeks, I've spent, uh, spent some time bringing up the Guild uh, website. And um, if you want to take a look at it, it's at www.stpetestpetewoodguild.com. At stpetewoodguild.com. And uh, we just, we just uh, redirected the site over tonight to... Uh, to the new updated one, so that's kind of cool. And we're also out there on Facebook and Twitter, so um, we're trying to you know, make sure we promote what we're doing with the guild and all that other stuff. But you know, hey, that's what and I've been Tom, busy with. Who was their first follower on Twitter? Why it was? I heard it was this guy from High Rock Woodworking. I, that's what I, I heard. Heard rumor. It must be it. that that iPad Mini. <laughs> it's exactly it's, it. It must be it must be a birthday boy with a lot of time to burn. That's, what I, that's right. That's what it was the birthday on, boy. Yeah. The birthday boy took it over. Now, there's another interesting post that was out there that uh, that we saw today from our friend uh, uh, Matt Kinney, and it appeared on the Fine Woodworking site. What um, what 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 was it all about? Somebody want to take this one? This is a, this is a really interesting one. Yeah, I I uh, this one struck close to my heart. I I fully support Matt in this position, and uh, the title of his post I think says it all in that it's impossible to cheat at woodworking. And the, the gist of it is that he was at the Line Nelson tool show um, in Brooklyn over this past weekend, and he was at his bench just kind of putzing around, making some dovetails as people were coming in and talking to him, and he was using a clamp, a, he was using a call to clamp the board down, and he had the call set so he could use it as a reference for pairing the bottom of his pins or tails. I'm not sure exactly what step of the dovetail he was making, but he was using it as a reference edge. It and sounds like I would think so. When somebody walked past him and told him that was cheating, um, to which apparently started a little discussion there at the thing. And um, what Matt goes on to to talk about is not just that you know you're allowed to use a guide when you pair, but um, but just that it's about the furniture and it's about the whatever it is. Not even about the furniture. It's about what you're building, furniture or not. And it doesn't really matter how you build something. Just that you're out building something and that you have something at the end of it. And that as long as you build it in a way that you like. It doesn't matter which way that is, and there is no cheating. You know, I mean, it's funny. We, I still remember when we had Jim Heavey on, and he told the story about using the uh, dovetail jig and then scribing the line at the bottom of the pins and the tail so it looked like hand cut. He did that for aesthetic purposes. And, you know, people, you know, oh, Jim, good job hand cutting those dovetails. But in reality, I mean, can you tell the difference? I mean, really, can you tell the difference once the project's put together? A dovetail's a dovetail. And if it's a tight dovetail that looks good, I mean, why are we so wrapped around the axle about how it gets cut? I, I'm not even caught on the fact that it's a dovetail that looks good. As long as it doesn't, as long as the joint doesn't open up, I don't even care what what joinery you use. If it does, it's supposed to do, and it's durable, so you're not having to fall apart in two weeks. That sounds pretty good to me. That's why I use two brad nails in every corner. Ah, two brad nails, just like Tone Hero, Norm Abram. <laughs> Okay, it's good. All right, well, yeah, great article. Good food for thought. Definitely go read it. We have it on our show notes. Um, we've got uh, – uh, there's also something about free woodworking classes at the New England Home Show. What, what, what's up with that? Anybody want to take this one? Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's being offered by uh, Steve Ronham. Um, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's with uh, – uh, it's uh, www.closegrain.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve he, is a member of the Boston chapter. Right. And yeah. I'm not sure why he's titled the blog post New England Home Show because where he'll actually be is within the furniture show, uh, the furniture project, right? Which is within the New England Home Show, 
And he did this last year also, and what he does is um, he sets up a little booth, and he's got his bench there, and he was, was he carving ball and claw foot, feet last year? He was doing some. He was doing something on a leg. I don't know if he was doing cabriolet legs or ball and claw feet, but he had his four legs with him, and he was making legs just at the bench as he was talking to people and showing them how to do it. So what he's going to be doing is setting up at the New England Home Show again this year and, and teaching that. I think he's also, since the show last year, I think he's actually started his own school teaching he has. techniques. Yeah, he sure has. Great, very knowledgeable guy. So, uh, yeah, if you're up there, definitely go check that out. And one other thing that um, that's on our notes, and, and this guy is is uh, really he's really coming on strong. And actually, this uh, this box of the building is actually one of his plans. I mentioned the drunken woodworker David Bacuto. Uh, Bacuto. Oh man, I'm an Italian. I can't pronounce his last name. This is bad news. But he he posts under the drunken woodworker. Now uh, his stuff is really it's really interesting. I mean, again, like you know, he said with the. Um, uh, with the edge green plywood and the project as a design element it was really his idea. And it was really a fascinating one because, you know, wow, to be able to, you know, to go look at it, he's a completely different look to the project. He's a really talented woodworker. We had a chance to meet him up at, um, up in Cincinnati at the, uh, at the uh, woodworking, woodworking America conference. Yeah. This, this past, uh, this past November and just, just a great guy and just somebody, you know, you want to, you want to get on his blog and take it out again. It's the drunken woodworker.com. And again, just before anybody freaks out, and I had to put this in a post because it did feature him on my blog, he doesn't drink before he goes in the shop. He's selected a name, but he doesn't drink before he goes in the shop. He's always sober when he's in the shop. Again, see first. He's very important, very big. He gets a lecture every time he mentions the name of his blog. So he understands where they're coming from, and he wanted me to make sure that everybody knew that he does things safely. So just check out his design, though. It's, it's really cool stuff. And you know, you know, Tom. And what's funny is, is before you even, I didn't know that you were bringing the box on here with him, and and I had thrown that that uh, that link onto the, the show notes there, um, just so so we were we were on the same page there. I mean, this guy, he, uh, I was actually going through an update in my my feeds the other day, and so I'm going through, you know, trying to add some people on there, and I was looking at his site, and I'm like, Dude, this is a nice site. I mean, it's yeah. a really great, informative site. So. Uh, He's actually got a, a page on there for just a podcast, and, and got he's he needs to add us on there. But um, we but will he's got get some in really... touch with David. <laughs> but he, we'll but see he, if he can't fix this side. problem. <laughs> so anyway, there's a, there's a little plug for him, but anyway, good site. Yeah, definitely, and you know, just uh, just if you have a blog, if you have a uh, blog out there, if you have a podcast out there, please let us know about it because we love to promote others. Uh, if you're if you're putting good content out there, we we like to get it out there for everybody to see. So, you know, you definitely give you a plug. You got it, man. This is what we're doing. We're spreading the word, spreading the love. I like <laughs> that. Okay, what's going on in the uh, what's going on at the what Modern Workers Association? What's going on? Well, I figure there's no better time than now to talk about what I did last weekend. That's uh, what's going on. Yeah, last last weekend was the Lie Nelson Tool event at the uh, at Third Ward in Brooklyn. Um, it was my first time at a at a dedicated Lie Nelson show. I've been to a lot of shows where they've displayed, but this was the first one at their show, and it it was just a a nice little time. Um, ran into a bunch of folk from the MWA. A lot of people from North Jersey were able to make it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, got a nice video of this crazy foot powered lathe that the guys at Tools for Working Wood made. I uh, sent that over to Shannon. Um, it was just a good time. So I would just invite everybody check the Line Nelson page, uh, their website, and they've got events going all year round. I'm looking at it now; they've got events from next weekend 
through July posted on there. So there's going to be something close to you on their events page. Um, you should definitely stop in and, and check it out. I didn't. I actually walked out without spending a penny, but it was just a wonderful way to spend an afternoon with a bunch of other woodworkers. Um, yeah, you know, also, they're knowledgeable. They're knowledgeable about their planes up there at, at Lynn Neeson. Oh, they really are, and everyone there was was just wonderful. I had a, I had a really nice chat with with Thomas Lee Nelson, Lee, Lee Nielsen. I'm I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. With the guy who owns the company that makes the planes. Last time, so. <laughs> um, yeah, just a, bu- a bunch of nice folk. Um, and I've seen uh, from MWA members on Twitter over the past few days about there being another event in Massachusetts this weekend. Now, I, I unfortunately don't see it on the Lee Nielsen page, so I can't speak to the specifics of what it is. But definitely, uh, if there's an event this weekend, go. and Just go and hang out and find other woodworkers and enjoy it. Yeah, definitely nothing, nothing wrong with that. And just a, just a quick update from the road. Um, Andy Chidwick, who was on our, our, prog- our program a couple of weeks ago, has um, has hit the road on the Sawdust Tour, and um, and he's traveling with the woodworking shows. And um, if you follow along on Facebook uh, or, or Google Plus or Twitter, he's uh, he and his wife Sherry are sending out tweets from the road. It's hilarious. Um, it's just, it's just, they've got a Snoopy cam on the dash and when they go into cities and they go over, you know, landmarks, they're, they're, they're taking shots past Snoopy. It's, it's quite the exciting trip. So I definitely followed along. They're, they're, uh, they're, they went into New York city recently. I think they're currently in New York city. Uh, Are they? I'm not I, sure. Cause they, they don't, moved, cause they gone from Baltimore and then I, I saw pictures today of them heading North going through Jersey into New York city. So I'm not sure where they're going to end Maybe up, that's the show that's in Massachusetts this weekend. It could be. Well, they're heading north out of Baltimore. That's all. That's the last I got. And they were on the. They were in New York City. So after traveling through the great state of New Jersey, my home state. But that's discussion for another podcast. Indeed. Indeed. Well, you've waited patiently. And I want to let you all know that we are at the point where we're going to bring on our guest. And this is an honor to have her on. Um, I want to introduce Megan Fitzpatrick, who has a new title over a popular woodworking magazine. Megan, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about what they're calling you these days over there. A pain in the ass. Well, cool. that's what they called you last year. Okay, what, what's the new title? Well, my actual title is Editor and Content Director. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> No doubt. So, so what, what does this mean, Megan? I mean, what does this mean for us, uh, our, us garage woodworkers and basement woodworkers? What, what are we, we going to expect to see? Well, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of lace, toll painting on every single project, um, maybe some nice yard ornaments, things like that. Can I we put a duck and a stick? Cut out like a duck and put it on a stick for the front we yard? We can, with, with the wings, the whirly gig wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the one with like, you know, the, the, the look from behind of the big lady who's like gardening. All you see is the behind <laughs> quarters. You know, I prefer the and little boys with the polka dots. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually don't um, think you're going to see anything that makes you go, oh my gosh, that's changed so much. I, I, the plan <laughs> is to continue delivering the good information that we've we've tried to deliver all along. I'm not going to be writing everything on iambic pentameter or quatrains or anything like that, which I know some people suspected. Uh, I'm disappointed. I know, I know. Well, maybe one in iambic pentameter to see if oh, anyone. <laughs> Just the letter from the editor. Yeah, exactly. There might be another. There might be a, a picture of a cat in there occasionally in the background, but you know what? There already was. So. 
I'm sure there will be yeah. more cats in the background. <laughs> now, Megan, uh, just 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 a quick aside. You know, we we do mention now, and we kind of joke about literature and everything. But your yeah. handle on Twitter is one snug the joiner. Now, from an English major who had a Shakespeare concentration, I know where this is from. But do you want to tell our viewers where you got the name from? Sure. Uh, Snug is one of the rude mechanicals from A Midsummer Night's Dream, and he comes in in a scene where he's playing a character, and he says, I am one Snug the Joiner, and it's just enough characters to fit into a Twitter handle. And since I like 17th century style woodworking, um, I like Shakespeare, it seemed appropriate. So. It's just that marriage of, 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 your, yeah. of, your, of your likes right there all at once. So now, that's great. Now, now we, you know, I had to study the play, and, you know, again, it was a play within a play. It was, it was a funny scene. You know, Shakespeare was meant to be viewed, not read. So please, if you get a chance, see it produced or put on stage, get a chance and get to know what One Snuggie Joiner is all about. Actually, he only has two lines in the play, but... Hey. Hey, they're two of the most important lines ever delivered. Hmm. Look at what they've inspired. Right. Seriously. <laughs> That's true. So, so Megan, okay, now, now you've got this title. What, I mean, what does it mean to you to have this title? I mean, what, what's the big deal? This is, this, did this come as a surprise? Was it something that was developing, working in the wings? What, what happened? Well, I, you know, I worked with uh, Chris for so long. And, sort and Chris of, Schwartz. Chris, mean, right? sorry, Christopher okay. Schwartz with Lost Art Press now. I was our editor for almost the entire time I was there. And I admired everything he was doing with the magazine and trying to provide a good mix of hand tools, power tools. And I really liked the way we were taking it then. He retired to start his own company. Matthew came on board, and I think he built on what Chris had started. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to keep building on that. And, uh, yeah, there may be a few small differences in, in what you see and the way I approach it. You, likely my stories will have a bit more of a literary voice than they were perhaps allowed to have in the past. I don't know. We'll see. But, I, you know, I really am, I'm, I'm really gratified that they gave it to me. I'm pretty sure I'm the first woman woodworker who's uh, been in charge of a fairly large uh, magazine so that's you know neither here nor there i guess but it's different no, i mean it's it's but, you know. it's a Megan, i think it's, i think it's a big deal um you know it, not because oh you're leading the way or anything but there are so many female woodworkers out there that do such a great job uh, you think about carrie holton yeah. just a perfect example of, of a female woodworker who's just cranking out the stuff and doing doing so much good work and you think to yourself you know you think woodworker guy in the shop Right. And there's so, there's such such an unheard voice in in female woodworkers that that this is inspiring. I mean, well, you know, we're only getting half we're only getting half the story if we don't include everybody who who gets out there in the shop. Well, you know, I've I've always I, I've never thought about woodworking as as a a man's hobby because I did it from the minute I stepped through the door at Popular mm-hmm. Woodworking. It is perhaps why I like to build very large pieces of furniture just because. That to prove that I can, I guess, but I don't. You know, I don't think there's a female approach to it, a male approach to it. No. But, um, but no, I'm very happy that they they recognized my hard work over the uh, last what is it, eight years now, and uh, has and it been also, that long? Uh, since I've been with the magazine, but then Jeez. also building on my previous work as a marketer, um, and then I have an, a background. I know I joke about the Shakespeare, but I actually have a journalism background as well. I worked for mm-hmm. a couple of newspapers freelance writer for a long time so i'm glad that they're giving me this opportunity i'm very excited about it so i don't know (laughs) i mean 
I mean, tell me, tell me about the day he made the announcement. I mean, was it was it like did it come as a surprise? I mean, was it uh, was it was it a big you know was it something you felt was coming? Well, I, it was a uh, how to how to say that. It wasn't a huge surprise. I had applied for it, so oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so it wasn't like they picked your name out of a hat. <laughs> no, no, I did actually ask for the job. Uh, okay, was, that's that's a good start. <laughs> good start. I figure if you if you want something, you should ask for it. Otherwise, you'll never get it. Mm-hmm. Right. I Absolutely. was surprised that they made a decision as quickly as they did, but I think that uh, we just wanted to get things settled and move forward. So, have you taken over as the editor at this point? Has Matthew left? Uh, Matthew has left. He he's concentrating on his own projects right now. He is still, uh, in effect, the editor of the forthcoming issue. It's not to the mm-hmm. printer yet, but it's his editorial lineup. Uh, he is the editor on the masthead and on the editor's note, which is only fair. He he uh, collated this issue and chose the pieces in it, so he's the editor on it still. Now, in effect, in the office, yes, I'm planning future issues. We're working with. Yeah, you know, and to be, I just want to make it clear, it is a group effort. It always has been. Oh, so sure, we're building sure. on what we together had built before. Yeah, I'm tweaking it a bit. Some of the staff written articles that he was going to do um, aren't ones that I want to do. So we're taking a look at some of those and making changes there. So I'm the editor of forthcoming issues, but but Matthew's still on the masthead through the April issue. So Megan, is there anything you see? Um... That, that you think is, is changes that you might go in? I mean, have you thought about it enough to, to think about any directions that you might push towards? Uh, well, as I said, toll painting, little heart cutouts on everything. Um, no. <laughs> no, I mean, what's important to me is that we deliver the best information and the best written information, too. I mean, you know, I feel very strongly that if you can have a strong editorial voice that is entertaining to read as well as educational, you're going to keep your readers for a longer time and uh, you know be able to, to, to speak to them on a level that doesn't either feel like speaking down or to, I want to make everyone feel like they're our friends because I really feel that our readers are. I'd like to get more of that voice in the magazine, but mm-hmm. it's not like we're going to go all hand tool all the time. Yes, that is my personal propensity, but that doesn't serve our readership. So, and then you know, you, oh wait, Chris, you go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say it, it's it's funny. You you said that one of the things you just said was that that um, you know you wanted the readers to feel like they were you know friends and stuff. And and to be honest, I, I think that you know the three of us have talked about that quite a few times about. The, the feeling the, one of the things with pop woodworking is is people always get this feeling of 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 a relation that that you know that you're very open that 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 it's an open door there that there's communication that that kind of comes from you guys and and it seems like you want information from others and stuff and and I think that's something that um, that's been very noticeable especially with with pop woodworking's um, efforts in in the online community and through social media and things like that. Well, thank you. I mean, we are we we've always tried to do that, and I want to continue doing that. It's important to me that we listen to the people who are buying our products and reading what we have to say. And uh, if I don't have it, if we don't have a dialogue with with everyone, I do feel like all of you guys are my friends. Well, you are my friends. I've met you before. We've hung out. I keep avoiding drinking with you because I know better. Um, <laughs> one, of these days, one of these days I will, I'm sure. I believe as the editor, it's now your duty to come out with us. Oh, is it now? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. 
well, bring I the bloggers out. out. <laughs> but yeah, no. No, I want everyone to feel that way. Everyone should be able to call us up at any time to ask questions about woodworking. Um, I, yes, we're very open to all communication, and we try to make that clear. Megan, Megan, or, or, oh, you go ahead, Diami. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we've touched on you know directions you want to take it, but at some point, is there a oh my gosh, I hope I don't break it mentality? Um, you know, you've been there eight years, so you know how it works. Is it more of okay now that I've got the reins, I want to go this way, or 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 do you do you fear that that you're gonna you're gonna mess up a formula that's that's working? Um, I think I've been there long enough to know what is working and what isn't. Uh, sure, people, you know, I have bosses too. It's not entirely my decision. And again, as I said, I think I look at it as, as a group project. Everybody on staff has to be on board or it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's, I hope, there's no chance of my breaking it exactly. Am I going to make some choices that maybe everyone won't agree with? Sure, it's possible. Um, but I'm not making them this month, you know. <laughs> Get, crawl first, then walk, then run. Okay, that's the way it works. Exactly. And maybe, maybe you, I won't, you know. Who knows? Maybe you'll fly first. Who knows? That's right. Megan, you alluded to something earlier, and it was it sparks an interesting discussion. Um, when when Chris Schwartz was, was the editor, um, mm -hmm. there seemed to be a very heavy emphasis on hand tools. Um, but you know that, you know, the majority of folks that are out there have, have either either – You've got blended shops. You've got a lot of power tool woodworkers. You've got people who who lean more toward hand tools, but but they will have power for certain things. Right? How? What's the process in 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 developing projects and articles that that in, that can reach out to everybody, regardless of how they build things? Mm -hmm. Well, I will say that the that uh, that it is merely a perception that we were heavily hand tool oriented. It really is. And I think that has a lot to do with the personality that Chris mm -hmm. brought to the table. He's yes, that is what he loves. It is also what I love, frankly. I do a lot of my rough stock prep on, on machinery, but a lot of what I do is by hand. Mm -hmm. It's always been a hybrid magazine and it is always going to be a hybrid magazine. One of the things I would like to introduce more, and we've done it in the past, is perhaps two different ways to go about it. I'll use dovetails. It's the easiest example. No, we're not going to write a story on, oh, I shouldn't say that. We have a compound dovetail article in the next issue. Compound yeah. angle dovetails. So, you know, they're the funny angled ones. Those are different. Anyway, um, I like all my, all my dovetails come out with funny angles. Oh, so right. Well, yeah. That's no, <laughs> Unintentionally, like though. <laughs> well, just tell people you meant to. And it's I, meant, I meant to do that. Right. No, I would like to offer up. I'm going to use a router for this. However, if you want to do it with traditional hand tool, you know, maybe we can get some more of that in there. But it really has always been hybrid because, as you say, most woodworkers have a combination of both tools in their shop. And we mm -hmm. want people to be able to use the widest range and always use the right tool for the job. And that's not going to be the same tool for every reader. So, of course, how do we address that? That's that's one thing I would like to do more of. So. You know, and, and that, you know, that, I guess, is the greatest challenge because, you know, when you talk about building projects, you know, you, you have not just two ways, but, you know, a hundred ways. Oh, sure. And you say cut a mortise. Well, I mean, what are the options? I mean, right. start going on a list from, from mortising machines to mortising chisels to, to routers and drill presses. I mean, it's, it's legion. I mean, right. you, you could never encompass everybody's choice. Right. Well, that brings up an interesting question for me. If you're teaching a beginner article, you do need to tell people how to do an operation. But mm -hmm. as more advanced woodworkers, can we just say, 
cut a mortise. It's possible we can get away with that in a build that is more advanced because if you don't know how to cut a mortise without my telling you, perhaps you shouldn't be working on that project. I don't you should know. Be working on something a little simpler, you know. Maybe. I right. think that's a fair yeah. assessment. You know, yeah. you need to have a mix of those two types of articles. But right. if you're building a complicated table, that article doesn't have to teach people how to cut the mortise. Just assume that they're going to cut it however they want to cut it. Right, and we often do that. Actually, we say now build the drawers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because there's, you know, off the top of Go. my head, I can build a drawer four ways without even breaking a sweat, so. So, Megan, I mean, you know, we're, we're in an age where um, print circulations for everything, newspapers, magazines, are starting to kind of decline, and it's more of an online-driven world um, mm -hmm. with the iPads, the smartphones, the tablets, all that other business. What, I mean, what are some of your plans as, as these new technologies evolve to continue to provide that, to, to address the, the people who prefer their digital content, but also the people who like to have that hard copy in their hands? Well, I, mean, I think that's... Nice you can drop, draw up, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, it is a challenge for any publisher, I think, and as you know, we offer a digital version of the magazine. Mm -hmm. We're also looking at ways to take it into other platforms rather than just PDF and deliver it via Zinio. Uh, one of the challenges of working with the iPad version is you can't embed video in it. I would love to be able to do that. Just haven't taught myself HTML5 yet, though, so I don't know how to do that. But if we can figure out a way to deliver a, a richer mix of content, both mm -hmm. through the print page, but then building off that print page and offering a, a different way of seeing it on an iPad, on a computer, on, on whatever device it is that you happen to have, um, we are definitely looking into to ways to do that and digital delivery across various platforms, be that video, um, We've got some online, we're working on our first online class right now with Chuck Bender on a Shaker lap desk. You know, so other types of learning that is a little bit more one-to-one -one and with a video component. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the answer is. If I, if I knew the answer to that question, I'd be um, not just editor of, of Popular Woodworking, you know. <laughs> You'd be the queen of all you survey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I could figure that one out. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. That would be. There's awesome. a guy who did that. His name was Steve Jobs. He did a lot of that stuff. So you know, you'd yeah. be like him. You know, you'd have people make your stuff for you. Oh wait, no, that's not the object. No. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Scott Mate just asked if there was any chance of a digital mag magazine coming to Google magazines. I don't even know what that is. Diami, do you know what what's uh, Google magazines? It's uh, it's this. You gotta, I gotta turn the device on. It helps. Um, but no, Google Magazines is the magazine platform that's built within the Google Play App Store, if that helps you. Um, it's just another way for, for magazines to be published. I'm not familiar with the logistics of how one gets their magazine into Google Magazines. Um, but here, trust me, I'm going to start shopping. I don't even have the Google Magazines even... set up, installed, because I, I don't read magazines digitally, but that's what Google Magazines looks like, at least in terms of the the storefront. You, you know what's it's, it's funny. I mean, with, with, with you know, with, with talking about digital magazines, I I have always been a paper person. I like holding books in my hand. I like holding magazines in my hand, and I'll always be that way. I'll always buy magazines and I'll always buy books. But at the same time, I've actually got to where I, I I'm doing dual subscriptions on everything now, yeah. just because it's handy when. If I'm setting somewhere that that 
you know, that I can pull out my iPad and just sit there and, and open up a magazine. Or I mean, there's times when I, I do find that I use it, and, and I didn't think I would at first, but, you know, I think I've got four magazine subscriptions on my iPad now that, that I use regularly. We should note to Scott that Popular Woodworking Magazine is in Google Magazines. Ah. And Amazon magazines, and we're working on uh, Apple and Zinio, and one of the challenges is, of course, providing the same content across multiple mm -hmm. channels. Um, so <laughs> we're working on it. Good. Megan, what, what, what's one of your greatest challenges you, you see coming up in the next year uh, as far as an editor? I mean, you know, getting the content, you know, developing the projects. What do, what do you see some of the biggest challenges you guys face? Opportunities. Um, Yes, there we go. Let's Honestly, call them those. Right now, my biggest opportunity is for a new man online or a new managing editor to uh, take over my old job. <laughs> Honest, honestly, until we get that settled, I, I'm not ready to move on to the next massive challenge because I'm fulfilling both jobs right now, mm -hmm. and that's kind of all I have time to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. After that, I think it is how do we. Uh, provide information across multiple channels and not just concentrate on the print magazine. Yes, that's the foundation of everything that we do, but we need to spread beyond that, especially in this new digital age. So, and that's a challenge that we're we're looking at and finding ways to to address. Nice. So, send your resumes to. Right. <laughs> oh, I think I've got that on every social media platform to which I belong. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> now, now, Megan, one of the things that uh, that we've come to we've come to love over the past few years has been woodworking in America, and I, I've got to tell you, you guys really kicked off something big um, with, with that with that uh, with that weekend away where you can just focus on woodworking and get together with friends from around the country. Um, any big plans for that? I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about the woodworking in America. It's like the signature thing. Well, we're going to have one, and <laughs> I think exactly. I released the dates last week. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Um, excuse me for being rude and looking down. I'm looking on my iPad for the dates. I think it's the 18th, 19th, and 20th of October. That sounds right to me. Right around there. Um, it's and okay, right, Megan. I look every direction in the world all the time. So, well, I don't want to be rude unless <laughs> I, I mean, unless I mean to be, of course. Nineteenth <laughs> and twentieth of October at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. Again, I know I know a lot of people want us to have another one on the West Coast and one on no. the East Coast. Frankly, it's the logistics of doing this show and, and getting all of the materials and benches. We can do a better job of it right here in our backyard. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to, of, of the group of us right here, I'm the one who attended the West Coast. And, so, and I, I had a good time. I, I mean, I did. I loved it. You know, we, we did the, uh, the, the hand tool Olympic booth out there. That was, that was a lot of fun. You know, I really enjoyed that. Got to talk to a lot of people. Got to see some great classes. But at the same time, um, I still went away feeling, you know, after the Cincinnati that I missed something. You know, I, I don't know. Once I was really watching, the, you know, everything that was going on in Cincinnati and just, you know, looking at the people, looking at some of the stuff in the um, – you know the marketplace and stuff. I did feel like I was kind of missing something. Yeah. So, I mean, Chris, honestly, you get to see I, me. That's I, I didn't get to see, get to see I me. I didn't get to see Tom. Well, I. Think, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, just go ahead. That's what I was. 
So I think we do get more of a community feel if we can get everybody into one location. And certainly, I, I know that the marketplace was um, it was good, and and the people who were there enjoyed good sales and and right. had a good time talking to people. But we can offer a more robust experience for everybody if we can get everybody in the same room at the same time. We really do want to offer the most. Uh, uh, you know the the, the 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 biggest number, a largest number of boutique hand tool makers, along with the the the, the really high quality uh, manufacturers. And if we don't have that component of it, it's not as special as it ought to be. And I want it to be special. We all want it to be. You gotta go, right? Right. So yeah. we're trying to come up with ways to make it feel that way again. So you know, and, and it's self-serving of me to say this because it's easier for me to get to Cincinnati than it is Pasadena. <laughs> Uh, but that said, I think I think it's the right thing to put it to the one, as you just said, to bring everybody together and having it as one event, regardless of where the event is, having it as one focused event, I think will provide a better experience for everyone who does make it. You know, you know what was, you know, it's 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 that summit feel where yeah. people are coming from Seattle, Washington, and Tampa, Florida, mm -hmm. to 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 meet in the middle, and it, it's that summit there. feel. You gotta be there. They'll all be there. Come on. So that's what we're going for, and we're talking uh, right now, trying to nail down the list of presenters. We've been meeting about that the last couple of days. Of course, we have a finite budget. Um, uh, you know, everybody does, right? So we're uh, trying to narrow it down and get some new faces in, definitely some new classes, but then also some uh, old faces that you've come to know and love. <laughs> Um, I don't know exactly what that mix is going to be yet. We hope we'll have all that nailed down within a couple of weeks. So, mm -hmm. cool. when, when do you anticipate that the uh, conference tickets and hotel packages and everything will be released? Um, I am hoping that is not in our control. That's the con our conference staff or our parent company who handles that. But I expect that probably March, maybe April, but I think March. We're shooting for March at the moment anyway, early March. But it, it is incumbent upon the magazine staff, I'm sorry, the, the Popwood staff to provide all of the information about the speakers and the classes. So we need to do that in order for them to get the site built. So right now, it's on our shoulders. So March, fingers crossed. Well, you've got you've got a hefty weight upon your shoulders, the, the weight of the world right now. But you trust me, you've done a great job the past years. It's been a great experience. Um, you know, every time I've gone, it's been something that I, you know, I actually I've got it marked on my calendar already. I'm, I, it's going to be a highlight for October, and I'm, I'm looking, you know, past a lot of other things to get to that point. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. No hurricanes this year, Tom. Oh, please. Let's <laughs> no hurricanes and no stock market crash. Those have, uh, one year the stock market crashed right beforehand, mm. last year the hurricane. It's, yeah. <laughs> we'll try no to keep that to a minimum. No disasters this year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and we've got some comments that people would like to see it move to the deep south one year. The, yeah, I know. I know. Asheville. Nashville. Nashville's not the deep south, Chris. You need to be, take it to Tampa. Do it in January. Take it to Tampa. Come on. It's I would love to have it in Nashville. 83 degrees today. We'll do it simple. We'll find a place in Tampa on the beach. You can do it. We'll have all set up. Don't worry about it. Okay. Right. See, I, I'll let I, you handle it. See, I grew up in Nashville. What's that? I said I grew up in Asheville. So that's, I love that's, Asheville. That's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a neat I'd love to have it. They the, the, um the Grove Park in there. Grove Park, yeah. That would be fabulous. Logistically, yeah. a little tough, but <laughs> all, you know, if we can sure. make it work 
financially and logistically, we're we're open to looking at other places. But this year, Providence, good. Rhode Island, yeah, Mobron, I don't know. I'd have to no, it's, it's it's not a bad. It's a it's a relatively small city, and it's a good convention town. And it's beautiful. It is. It's absolutely gorgeous. If you go there in October, you can see the fire on the water. They do these these lights on the river. That it's it's actually beautiful. It's it's very nice. Did the river outside of Cincinnati catch fire once? No, that was Cleveland. Cleveland. I'm sorry. I got my <laughs> Iowa cities mixed up. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. This is the guy from Jersey. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I'm from Louisville. I don't care. Right. <laughs> All right, Megan, we're getting closing in an hour. Megan, anything else you want to tell the viewers? I mean, just you know about this about this new opportunity that's been handed you. Um, what what do you want to tell us? What do you want to tell the people watching? I want to tell you to renew your subscriptions so that I get to keep my job. And if you don't subscribe, please do. <laughs> well, during this time, I subscribed online, even though I'm probably not going to read it on this. I'll buy oh, a copy. Thank you. <laughs> since I can, I did. Bless your heart. As I want you to have a job. Yeah, bless his heart. Bless your heart. That's what you say to Chris Atkins in the South. Um, no, I just want to say that, you know, it's my goal. It's all of our, it's the goal of the entire staff to provide the best information we can. And that's what we're going to continue to do. And I hope that you'll read us and find out. So. Megan, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today. This has been yeah. a real pleasure. It's been a real treat. Will you come back later if we ask real nice? I'd be delighted. Anytime I can talk to you, Tom, it's a good day. Oh, you're going to make me blush. Stop it. He's blushing. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, thank you very much for coming no, on. thank you. And again, it was our pleasure. Again, once again, everybody, Megan Fitzpatrick, Popular Woodworking Magazine, the new editor and content director. Guru. <laughs> guru, yes, the guru of content. Right. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. All right. That was Megan, and that was awesome. Guys, two thumbs up. Absolutely. Um, now, what's going on next month? Do we know what's going on next next broadcast? What do we know? We know what's going on. Who's going to be on? I believe we're going to have Scott Meek on next time. You mean Scott Meek of Scott Meek Campaigns? The same one. There's, there's no way. It can't be. Nice. Well, Scott's right here on Twitter. Scott, are you coming on next time? We'll see what he says. We'll see if we can get a repeat or reply from Scott. Yeah, confirming dates with it might have been helpful before I announced it, but that is what we talked about. He's on Twitter. We can get it already. Don't worry about it. Scott, um, oh, by the way, just a, just a quick aside, Scott is actually helping us out tremendously with uh, helping us write a newsletter for the Modern Workers Association. That's right. So, that, that's right. The newsletter that's been going out once a month since we started a year ago, a year and a half ago. Right. He's the one who's going to be backdating all those issues. Yeah, so he's going to have it out, I think, in the next week. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that up. But Scott did just come on and say, let's do it, that he's coming on next time. So All right. Golden. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And that, my friends, is how we do business here at the Modern Workers Association <laughs> Podcast. Hey, everybody. It looks like we have to the end of our time. And I just want to say thank you for watching and listening. And you don't get to see all the stuff until you download this off. Uh, check this out on uh, YouTube. Or you can check it out on our, our Modern Workers Association website. But I just want to let you know, I'm Tom Iovino of Tom Work, TomsWorkbench.com. And I'm at TomsWorkbench on the Twitters. Chris, where can we find you? I'm Chris Adkins, and you can find me at HighRockWoodworking.com. 
or you can find me on Twitter at HighRockWW. And and since it's blow up my Facebook page, I'm on Facebook too. But I can't find myself. There, so Only on your birthday. birthday. Only on my birthday. Tell me, I'll, what I'll do you, what do you got there? Well, I'm at penultimatewoodshop.com. I'm on Twitter at Diami Plotke, D-Y-A-M-I-P-L-O-T-K-E. Um, certainly on Google+. And I just want to remind everybody that we now have the Modern Woodworkers Association community on Google+, which is proving to be a nice place for members to share. Uh, we're sharing shop tours, comments about work, questions about work. Um, we're trying a little experiment to, to see about uh, buying and selling tools amongst members. We're trying to just give you guys an opportunity to do that, but we're not quite sure how that's going to work legally. If there's any liability for us, we're going to walk away from it, but hopefully people can take <laughs> advantage of that and, and, uh, and, and share some tools as well as some advice and some, some projects. So it's a really nice spot over in that community, and that's over on Google+. Just look for Modern Woodworkers Association. Sweet. And uh, I, I can't sing Beatles songs really well, but da 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 they say it's your birthday. Yeah, enough of that. Okay, all right. I'll keep my, I'll keep my day job, okay, if that's okay with you all. Um, and just so you know, um, uh, if you want to visit the Modern Workers Association, it is modernworkersassociation.com. And uh, for the admitted happenings, you can follow us on Twitter at MWA underscore national. And if you want to start a chapter of your own, just click on the Join MWA tab at the top. And remember, membership is free, but the collections, you, the connections you make will be priceless. I'm resident shop monkey Tom Iovini wishing you all happy sawdust. Thanks for listening. Yeah.